Hi, I'm Christina Redko. Welcome to Alive. We will have conversations with Bill Felker and Doug Horvath. They are both naturalists in Southwest Ohio. We started talking to Bill during our last episode. Bill tells us he gained a different kind of awareness about the world when he started making observations of the weather and surrounding environment. This began in 1972 when his wife gave him a barometer. Let's listen to Bill. So my wife gave me this barometer and I started to graph it because the barometric pressure goes up and down and if you graph it, it creates very interesting patterns which repeat from year to year. And so there is a consistency in these what they call fractal patterns. Fractal patterns are patterns that are self-similar but not identical. Usually the stock market ups and downs are fractal patterns. They're similar but not exactly the same from year to year. Um, and sometimes like the recent uh, stock market rise, it's very stable and that's really very unusual for the market to be so good for so long. But of course it will go down, it's, it's inevitable. What I learned from the barometer and tracking the ups and downs was the consistency of the world. Certain changes take place based on these cold waves that come across the country. They're measurable on the uh, barometric graph. It's fun to see because it works. Um, I've done a, uh, a, a little weather book about that, explaining how that works. And my records, my graphs and so forth, help me keep my finger on what's going on in the world. More than understanding his place in the world, this also brings Bill a sense of home. This is all a search for finding your home. Um, I think home is the, somehow the secret ingredient because I'm not, I'm not from this area. I'm from Wisconsin. So I drifted around a lot. And finally, I settled here with my family in uh, Yellow Springs, Ohio, and I taught at Central State University. And gradually, after time, I became familiar with the town. Not so much with the people. It's interesting. I didn't make a lot of personal connections, but I made a lot of connections with the landscape because of my wandering in the woods. Nature allowed me to connect to the place. So rather than having a lot of friends, I had a lot of notes, a lot of plants and flowers and animals. And that allowed me to bond with a place. Once I did that, I could use that as the base or the beginning of a relationship to this area, which has become you know, just really, really important in my life. It's a grounding, it's an anchor, it's a base for 
who I am or where I am. I don't know how anybody does it without that. An anchor and a sense of home. My Italian grandparents created a sense of home by playing Vivaldi in all family gatherings. It's one more way of measuring your life. We tend to tend time with a clock and a calendar. Those things are so artificial. It's easier to pay attention to the moon and to figure out where you are in the world than it is really to pay attention to the calendar. I think it's just easier. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, these are real things. The moon is real, whereas the calendar, it's... Pay no attention to the calendar. Just pay attention to the peepers. Listen to Bill. But also spring peepers should start peeping as soon as the weather warms a little bit. And if they're singing, you can hear them. gives you the basics. So no matter who you are or what you... I don't have any training in any of this stuff. Um, I taught language in college. I have, I've never taken a course in science. Um, so maybe that shows, or maybe it, it opened the door to me to what I would think of as a beginner's mind. The beginner's mind notices the dandelions, and then you know that you're in middle spring. A beginner's mind. Paying attention to the dandelions. A little later, Bill asked us to search for wildflowers. If you walk around town, you'll find most of these things happening. Then in April, the wildflowers appear in the woods. Serependity happens. Soon after I talked to Bill, the naturalist Doug Horvath invited me to come and see the wildflowers at the Five Rivers Metro Park in Germantown. The sense of wonder is... is a flame, mm -hmm. and it's kindling that flame and keeping it going. That's that's what it feels like for me. And interacting with people around me, little mm -hmm. or old, trying to build their fire. Uh -huh. uh, that sense of wonder to, to get us to pause long enough to look at the world around us and realize that there is a lot more to it particularly the natural world. Mm -hmm. As people, we have removed ourselves a little bit from these natural systems. We don't engage in them the same daily ways that we did when we were farming, mm -hmm. when we were all raising our food, or when we were hunting. Although that's not that long ago. Yeah. If you think of the scale of these creatures, 
in these relationships. So we were out and about much more. E.O. Wilson book talked a lot about biophilia, mm-hmm. the concept of what humans need the environment around us to get the things that help drive us, a sense of spirituality, a sense of collecting and feeding ourselves, a sense of community, a sense of um, aesthetics and beauty. Yeah. Uh, so that sense of wonder ties into all of that for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, particularly, it's a natural thing in children to look at the world and to wonder how they fit into it. Their minds are open. And when, as we interact with those kids, it helps restore us. If I had influence with the good fairy, I should ask that her gift to each child in the world be a sense of wonder so indestructible that it will last throughout life as an unfailing antidote against the boredom and disenchantments of later years, the sterile preoccupation with things that are artificial, the alienation from the sources of our strength. These are my sweet neighbors, Ellie and Maya, reading The Sense of Wonder by Rachel Carson. Rachel is considered the patron saint of the environmental movement because of her other book, Silent Spring, which exposed the world to the dangers of pesticides and fertilizers. Let's go back to Dag Horfath, who is talking about the orchids he just found in the woods. So I'm looking down here, I was looking for a plant that I know that grows here, but I don't think it's showing its leaves yet. But there is some toy blade orchid that lives right here. It's grown here for years. It's have very, very tiny dust-like seeds. And they don't have, like, if you, if you ha- eat a bean, you have the little tiny plant. You see the root and the, the two little leaves. And then there's those big sides of the beans that are food for that baby plant. Um, orchids pretty much don't have food that goes with the seed. It's just the, the little plant. And so they have to land somewhere and have a relationship with fungus, which surround that seed and uh, bring it nutrients. I've always been amused when we pigeonhole things. That's an orchid, that's a fungus. But the orchid won't live without the fungus. Why don't we lump, we can continue lumping things together that Mm -hmm. way until we end up with one planet organism. And there are people who think that way and they call it Gaia or they, 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 uh, the whole earth living, breathing. There's lots of things that act as a planet scale organism respiration um just think of it that way there's a little bit of joy in just thinking of us as as a creature amongst other creatures Mm -hmm. exploring and taking care of things and those who contemplate the beauty of the earth find reserves of strength that will endure as long as life lasts There is a symbolic as well as actual migration in the migration of the birds, the ebb and flow of the tides, the folded bud ready for the spring. There's something infinitely healing in the repeated refrains of nature. 
the assurance that dawn comes after night and spring after the winter. Thank you for listening. Please share, subscribe, support, and rate the show and all those amazing things you do with podcasts. Just go to alivepodcast.net. Engage with Alive by recording your questions into pod inbox forward slash alive. This show celebrates the wonders of being alive.